Welcome back, welcome back everyone to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Orion MK. That's right. And you can follow me on Twitter, at RMK Madness. Yes, check out all my content. Check out my fantasy football analysis if you're into that sort of thing. Otherwise, just listen to this podcast and hear me talk some bullshit. But I hope your week was well. Mine's been a little bit crazy. So the wife has uh, been waiting to pass her kidney stone. She had a kidney stone. And um, about a week ago, it was causing her tremendous pain. Had to go into the hospital. Nice big event that this all turned into. So they end up saying, okay, let's give you some medicine. We're going to try and see if you can get this to pass. If not, we'll schedule surgery, blah, 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 blah. We get to Tuesday, which was said surgery. And she had a very rough time. We ended up having to go to the ER late Tuesday night because of the amount of pain she was in. And apparently, she had an infection. Now, my mother is a nurse. She had used to, well, she's worked at a couple different hospitals most of her life, but then Later on in her career, she became a traveling nurse. And along her many journeys, she worked in a urology department. And where she worked, it seems as though they consider the types of surgeries they do for urology clean procedures. So they clean everything that they use, but they don't consider it a sterile procedure. So they're not sterilizing stuff. So in other words... Yes, they have a clean instrument, but then they're inserting it into the body, which is inherently dirty, particularly down there. There's spots on your body that are fairly dirty. That's one of them. And you put an instrument in there. As it's going in, it's going to get infected. You have to sterilize the area. So, like, there's a bunch of stuff to this. Some of it I don't quite understand, even though I did for a period of time plan on being a nurse. So I do have some nurse nursing education under my belt. Fuck, I'm glad I didn't stick with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love helping people. But uh, that would not be a good situation for me to be uh, at uh, the hospital working around COVID with my high-risk wife. If you can't tell, she gets easily infected. Although, according to my mother, this is something with urology that's, that's kind of a thing. But she was wondering if maybe it was more that hospital in that state she was working in. and uh, But that was something that she feared might happen to my wife, that she would get an infection, because apparently it happens often. So, tremendous amount of pain for her. I'm stressed the fuck out. I had a very long day Tuesday. I didn't hardly eat, didn't hardly sleep, I didn't hardly sit. And I shouldn't complain because my wife was doubling over in pain. <laughs> and I'm just running around like a madman and exhausting myself. But everything's good now. Hospital gave her some strong antibiotics, some strong pain medication. She spent a lot of the day yesterday sleeping. My mother is visiting to help. So I thought I'd be able to get a lot of my creative stuff done yesterday because the wife was in less pain and able to sleep most of the day and my mother was handling the kids. But that didn't happen either. Why? I don't know. 
Part of it is I felt exhausted from the day before, all the running around and, and the worrying of my wife and all of that. I was a bit exhausted, just couldn't get my brain right. Then the kids were acting a little crazy because they didn't get much sleep. <laughs> so it's just been a, couple, a bit of a madhouse the last couple of days, which makes sense. For I am the mad chatter. But we go on. We, we, we go on. Everybody's having a rough time right now. You're either dealing with COVID shit. There's the financial stress many of us are facing. Unless you're part of that rich elite group. Or you've just done really well in life. <laughs> and you're sitting okay right now. My wife and I have not done real well in life. <laughs> because we both have fought addictions. And come out of that and, you know... It's taken us a while to get education and stuff like that. And uh, now neither of us are working. Luckily, this time around, we saved a little bit of our tax return. <laughs> so we're not in dire straits. But fuck, man, I'm going to have to go back to work at some point soon. And it's going to suck. But maybe not. Because my fantasy football stuff seems to be taking off. And if I can keep that rolling, start making some money with that, then I can say, fuck you kitchen. I'm not coming back to work. I'm telling you, 20 plus years in a goddamn kitchen. I saw this shit on Twitter. Somebody was like, if you've spent no time in the service industry, I cannot trust you. I feel that. You know how many times I've been working in a kitchen and hear a server talk about what a lame ass tip she got? How many times I've done that? Because I've worked all over the restaurant industry, position wise, you know, cook, Manager, dishwasher, server. Only thing I haven't done is bartending. That's because when I was drinking, nobody wanted to put me by the alcohol. <laughs> and then when I quit drinking, nobody wanted to put me around alcohol. <laughs> and it's been offered in recent years, and it's I don't have a problem being around alcohol anymore. It's it's I actually hit. Uh, 11 years of sobriety next month. Assuming I make it that far, I try not to be an ass and assume I'm just going to be okay the next month or so. But if I keep doing what I'm doing, taking this shit one day at a time, I should hit that mark. But as of now, almost 11 years. So being around this shit doesn't bother me so much anymore. But I just never got into the whole bartending thing. I don't know why. But I got into the del delivering. And I tell you what, People can be real assholes. I've delivered hundreds of dollars worth of pizza and salads and you gotta fucking take utensils and shit like that. And these motherfuckers would tip you 10 bucks. It's a lot of fucking work for 10 bucks. And with delivering it's shitty because it's like these people don't understand like some of them, it's, it's, it's almost like they don't have to pay you as big of a tip because they're not sitting down in a restaurant because they're staying at home. You're not really servicing them. Yes, but what you're not taking into consideration, jackasses, is that people who deliver are using their fucking gas money, the, the, the fucking wear and tear on the car. Like, I had a badass car. I got a job at Domino's. A fucking year and a half later, that thing was so fucked up. Granted, I drove it a little recklessly. <laughs> but once you get into delivering, man, you can't help but ratchet up your driving a little. Especially when you work for a place like Domino's, because that shit is all about, you got a list of drivers. You take a delivery out, you come back. 
The faster you get back, the faster you get another delivery. Me and my guy Ryan, another Ryan, we used to fucking make a game out of it. Oh, I'll beat your ass back here. See that right there? That's a good tip right there. I'm going to beat you back and get that order. So you wreck your car a little bit doing that kind of... I mean, it's just the more you drive, the more wear and tear on the car, obviously. So when you're doing a job that... Yeah, I just... <laughs> I mean, it really is amazing. I had an experience where I was... One time when I was working at Hardy's, I was working the drive-thru. They used to have the double cheeseburgers, two for three thirty-three. This motherfucker comes through the drive-thru. I specifically did the order. I put two cheeseburgers in the bag. I hand the bag to the guy. A minute later, he's back around the window. He's holding the bag out. You only gave me one cheeseburger. I went to my manager. I was like, that is bullshit. I myself put two Thank you, people, for opening your garage while I'm in the middle of a podcast. Two people, two fucking people... Wait, what the hell was I saying? Two fucking cheeseburgers. Sorry. <laughs> the, the garage door fucked me up. Two cheeseburgers. I put in the bag. This motherfucker hid one or shoved one down his gullet while he was coming back around the drive-thru just so he could get a third free cheeseburger. And I go to my manager. And she says, we just have to give him another cheeseburger. That's bullshit. This customer always right is bullshit. Done ranting. Done ranting about that. I just need to get the fuck out of the restaurant business. <laughs> I'm trying to get in the comedy business. But I can't do go do any stand-up right now. It sucks. So I just keep churning on Twitter. Keep putting out my podcasts. Doing what I can. Speaking of comedy and doing what you can. And it's a weird transition. But this dude on Twitter. Dante the Comic. I must be honest. I had not heard of him before. But he put a video out. He's out in California. I can't remember. I want to say LA, but I, I could be wrong about that. But he's out in Cali. He posts a video of cops messing with some black dudes. And he gets involved asking if they have any reason and why are they messing with you. And video went viral. Dude was doing some good stuff. That's powerful. That's way to use your whiteness to help out others. So you can barely hear my fucking kids in the background. They're doing it again. They're doing what they did yesterday. Sometimes, they, they are the sweetest two little boys in the world. They really are. They constantly tell you how much they love you. They will give you hugs. They kisses. They're, they're just sweet boys. But on occasion, as most boys uh, do, they turn into fucking monsters. But their monster side is super fucking monster, especially my little three-year-old. Now, this isn't my first rodeo, okay? I've been around kids for a long time because I've had, I've had, I have a big family. My dad's side of the family, four brothers, four sisters. Kids all over the place, okay? And then I have a few kids of my own, so not my first rodeo. This fucking three-year-old... <laughs> In almost every single way. But his monster side, oh good God. Boy, does it mirror mine. And that is scary. <laughs> but anyway, back to my guy, Dante the Comic. And that's his Twitter handle if you want to follow him on Twitter. But he posted this fucking video yesterday. 
of how the city came and painted over his fence. His fence, which had shit on it like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. The city came and painted over it. What the fuck is this? Thank you, neighbors. Appreciate it. God damn it. I know some of you are probably thinking, I thought you had a better podcast spot. Why are you still in your fucking garage, in your car, recording podcasts to where we can hear your neighbor's garage fucking door when you should be in this new podcast area you talked about? Well, new podcast area that I created upstairs in the additional room that we made by combining the two boys into one room. By doing that, there's a problem. It it, it seemed like it all worked out, but it turns out uh, not as soundproof. As I had originally thought. So you hear the kids a lot better. And you'd hear them a lot better than you'd hear that fucking garage door. So (laughs) uh, we're going to stick with the car for now. This is how we roll him. But I digress. Okay, back to Dante the comic. And they painted over his fucking fence. And it's such bullshit, man. Like you, you see some shit going down in this country. And it's crazy. Because it does feel like some of these, you know, police presences and police departments and Republican, it just feels like there's so many coming out against the racism and against, hey, we don't need the Confederate flag, NASCAR, we'll get into that in a bit, but there's still this contingent and of people that want to put this fire out, that want to quell this fight that we've all brought. This fight for equality. This fight for what's right. And you have this contingency of people that are against that. They want their statues and Confederate flags and all of that. And the problem is, is that those ideals have seeped. Sept? Seeped. Sept would be a religious... <laughs> seeped. I'm going to go with that. Seeped into the highest offices of our cities, states, and country. That's how you get cops acting the way they do. The New York police coming out and saying, we're tired of being treated like this and we're being treated as like we're all animals. And it's like, you go fuck yourself, dude. That's what black people have been dealing with for fucking ever. It's just like this Shapiro guy came out and said, I just can't watch sports anymore. It used to be my comfort. I'm not comfortable anymore. You're not comfortable? Look, I can't speak for black people as a white dude, but I know if I have a hard time being comfortable in this country, in life, because of how fucked up things are, then I know it's got to be way worse for black people. Because let's get it right. This is definitely about black people. But there's the underlying issue of this is a lot also about the powerful, the rich, the elite versus the rest. And what's crazy about all that is that these gun-toting, Republican, right-wing, racist motherfuckers preach all the time about 
they need their guns in case the military wants to, the government wants to, well, do and turn into what, what, what's going on now. But instead, they've joined him. It's just insane to me. But I digress. I hope, Dante the comic, I hope shit works out. I hope they quit fucking with you because that's bullshit. And that needs to be brought to light. You can't treat black people that way. And you can't continue to do so. And you're not going to stop white people who believe in this shit from backing them up. And you can paint over fences. You can tear gas. It's only going to enrage more people. But to lighten it up a little bit, <laughs> because crazy shit's going on in the world. But I'm going to tell you what. I am starting to get a little fucking concerned about the monkey situation. Not the band. No. Is there even anybody left alive from the monkeys? I don't know. I was never huge into the monkeys. That's my mom's shit. I love the Beatles. Monkeys? Eh. I don't even know why I put them in this. <laughs> Any shway. But I'm serious. Monkey. Okay. So it wasn't too long ago. I saw that fucking video of a monkey riding a bike. And trying to snatch a little girl. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Are monkeys working for drug dealers or, or sex traffickers and they're just trying to steal kids? Like, what the fuck? Then you read the article about the monkeys stealing COVID-19. You got one fucking sitting there chewing on it. Like, what the fuck? I saw another video of a dude just riding a bike down a street, and a monkey hopped out of a fucking alley and took this dude out right off the bike. A grown-ass dude, this monkey, fucked him up. And see, then what topped it all off? Yesterday, I saw a picture of an orangutan fucking spearfishing. Literally, spear hanging from a tree, looking in the water, ready to fucking strike. And I just gotta fucking know. I just got to know. Did somebody get a bunch of fucking monkeys together and show them the Planets of the Apes movies or something? Because it, it, it just seems like they got some ideas from somewhere, okay? Like, I get it. Monkeys are smart. They've, the, the spearfishing thing's probably been around for a while. They're very sophisticated creatures. We, they, we, we come from them. We're very much related. But this seems fucking crazy. Like, monkeys are getting ballsy, man. <laughs> I mean, obviously, not a lot we have to worry about, like, right here. Well, at least where I'm at here in Colorado. But it's crazy. Feels like somebody said, you know, people keep making that Jumanji comparison to the next level of Jumanji. I'm starting to wonder if the monkeys are just fucking behind everything. It's crazy. These fucking monkeys. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot that scares me. But if I walk out fucking side today and I see a monkey rolling by on a bike, I'm turning around, 
coming the fuck back inside. I'm locking my shit up. And I'm probably not leaving the house for a little bit. I'm going to be all on edge. Be walking around with my samurai sword. One of the kids will make a monkey sound. I'll unsheath my sword. What was that? I'm a monkey, daddy. No. No monkeys. Not now. Anyway. 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 And COVID's back. <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh at it, but it, it just... All the people who were like, yeah, I guess COVID's no big fucking deal. COVID's gone to a conspiracy. Nope. Uh, there's about a dozen states that are seeing uh, levels rise pretty high. Beds are filling up again. Um, nobody wants to talk about um, closing down again because they're like, fuck that. Nobody wants to do that again, um, which is stupid. You probably should. And uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of Republican governors. Like, nope, not going to do that shit. So... We'll see how this goes. But for all of you who thought that COVID just went away, no. And I do think stuff is coming out about it more, you know, where they, they, they feel like it, it's much more through the air. The whole touch thing, I mean, you still want to wash your hands. Don't be touching your face that much. I wash my hands constantly because I do touch my face. And it's made my hands awfully fucking rashy, which I still don't understand why at Walmart there's not a huge... If people are washing their hands correctly, am I the only one getting fucked up, cracked hands. Like if you're washing your hands a lot throughout the day and you're doing the 30 seconds, you should have some dry, fucked up hands. But I don't see the rush for lotion. I don't see at Walmart or Target, the lotion section being super short and having to fight over lotion. Because <laughs> you got to figure masturbation's gone up. Although I think nowadays most people probably uh, have gone to lube. <laughs> I just use spit most of the time, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm a married dude, so, you know, sometimes you just be sitting around and you're like, yeah, it sounds all right. Let's crank one out real quick. Most of the time I don't get into a very long session about it. Little spit, little tug. There you go. There you go. Anyway, anyway. Enough about COVID for now. And enough for sure about uh, how I go about um, taking care of myself. <laughs> and let's go ahead, take a quick break, come back. And I want to get into a little bit about, uh, you know, all the racists popping up. Uh, <laughs> telling you, it's like, Trump and everything that's going on, it's just giving these fuckers confidence, which it really shouldn't because all these assholes are getting shouted down, number one. Number two, do you see the numbers? Like, look at the amount of people, amount of white racists that show up <laughs> or are in a group. And then you see the thousands and thousands of protesters, of those believing in Black Lives Matter and the movement. Severely outnumbered. You guys can get all cocky. But let's not forget. Your whole mentality. That's been around. And that's been in two different wars. Two different fights. And y'all got fucked up both times, didn't you? 
Nazis, Confederates. Y'all lost. Both fucking times. But you keep doing you. <laughs> Alright, take a quick break. Take a quick break. I'm going to smoke some marijuana real quick. And then we'll get back for a little chat on, well, these asshole racists. That uh, somehow feel confident nowadays. <laughs> Alright, take a break. We'll be back. We'll be back. Welcome back, welcome back. I feel much better. Drain the bladder. You know, got a little fluids in the throat. You know me. I like to take the little breaks, do a little diddle, get a little H2O, high quality H2O in the gullet. Like to hit that marijuana pipe. Yes, yes indeed. And as I was hitting the marijuana pipe, I was on the Twitter and I wouldn't be the first one with this thought. Obviously, I've seen it elsewhere on Twitter. But it is amazing. <laughs> the amount of these white people about my age that are so racist and against the Black Lives Matter movement and all of that, and even the ones that claim not to be so racist or are not outwardly racist, that they have such an issue with the Black Lives Matter, tells you where they're at in life and how they think and their beliefs and their moral construct and all that. <clears throat> but it is funny, because I'd be willing to bet quite a chunk of money that uh, <laughs> quite a few of these assholes were listening to bands like Rage Against the Machine and System of a Down and stuff like that growing up. And again, all these assholes with guns got the guns to protect their rights, their 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 constitutional rights, and in case there's ever a, 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 you know, a government uprising where they're trying to, you know, lean towards that, this is the moment. And y'all aren't saying rage against the machine. Y'all aren't saying, wait, wait a minute, I take that back. When it came to COVID and you wanting to get your fucking haircuts and get out to the shopping mall and get out to go eat at the restaurant, you, you know, all the shit that is like, treats to us normal folk who don't have money to do that. I hear about people like, yeah, it's, it's so sad. I used to go out to eat a few times a week and a few times a fucking week you went out to eat? I don't know about you guys and gals out there, but with me, I have kids, wife, we go out to eat. That shit's 50, 60 bucks. You're talking about like $600 a month just on going out to eat. I mean, if you can afford to do it and you want to do it, props to you. But also go fuck yourself. <laughs> it just blows my mind. Like, not me. Not me, man. I've been raging against, raging against the machine my entire life and I will not stop. I posted on Twitter just a lyric from one of the Raging Against the Machine. Ra Let's, let's not start fucking up the talking, Ryan. Come on, chatter. Get your shit together, man. Can't be smoking weed if you're going to get all tongue twisted on the pod, bro. Oh, no, that's not true. I was smoking weed regardless. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. I just... I'm going to continue to rage against the machine. And this song called Know Your Enemy 
is one of my favorite Rage songs ever. There's a lot of truth to the lyrics he's speaking, and a lot of it that it really is appropriate and pertains to our situation. Something needs to be done about vengeance, a badge, and a gun. The quote I tweeted, the part of the lyrics I tweeted was, The land of the free, whoever told you that is your enemy. It's gotta be, man, how black people have been feeling forever. Land of the free, my ass. And we're seeing it now, even under Trump's America. Unless you're far right wing, the rich, powerful, white elite, you are not free. You see, in Arizona, they're trying to make recording cops illegal, recording cops with your cell phone illegal. Oh, yeah, we want to stop you from showing us what's wrong with the police. <laughs> if that's not some shit right there. But I mean, what, what do we expect? Like I said, we have these racists, th these people with this mindset. And some of them are entrenched deep in government positions. And that's not helpful at all. And now you get these people really speaking out loudly. At first it was all the, you guys are just rioting and destroying buildings and blah, blah, blah. To which I would say, it's still not as important as black lives. But, you know, if you really want to worry about the buildings, that's your own prerogative. And now the, the, there's just a shift. It, it feels different this time. I remember Colin Kaepernick kneeling. When that whole, be that whole situation first began. I was in college at the time. I was working towards my bachelor's. I had to do a lot of writing of papers. Because I have been raging against this shit for a very long time. I'm not saying that to give myself props. Point is, is that there are some of us that have been about this. this the, and we see this as a very big turning point. At least I do. Because in 2016, there wasn't nearly as many fucking white people hollering the same shit I was hollering. And I was writing papers about this shit. I wrote a paper, well, more than one, about Colin Kaepernick and the whole situation with the NFL and the kneeling. I wrote a paper on Daryl Davis, the guy I discussed last podcast, the blues musician who goes around and tries to befriend KKK members and turn them. I'm someone who's believed in equality, and I, and I explained it. This, this I'm, I'm not trying to make myself righteous or anything. This is all a credit to my parents and how they brought me up. Because they brought me up in a way that said, Hey, you do not judge. Over color of skin, backgrounds, people... Look different, talk different, act different. And there's good people and bad people in every race, religion, etc. And I experienced diversity. I had an Indian friend, Hindu. I got to see that whole culture when I would go to his house, you know? I had a friend that was half black, half... 
I always fuck this up. Adrian, if you're out there and you hear me, I'm sorry. But I can't remember for the life of me. And it makes me sound shitty. But I was so young when I knew this dude. But he was half black, half Asian. I believe Japanese. But I'm not entirely sure. But it was cool going to his house. Because that's two cultures. You had his African-American father and his culture. And then the Asian culture of his mind. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I had Mexican friends. I had Korean friends. And I got to go to these friends' houses and experience their different religions, cultures, etc. And I think that's a big part of how my mind, my personality was shaped and my, my, my beliefs when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because I grew up not having a lot of white friends having mostly non-white friends. So to me, this has never been an issue. It has always been equality is right. And again, not trying to make myself sound like a saint because really, if you ask me, it comes down to how you were raised. And I know, you know, there are people out there who were raised wrong and who fight it and come out believing differently. But me, it wasn't that hard for me. I was raised to believe in equality and diversity, and I just held true to those beliefs. That's all I had to do. So I'm not trying to take a bunch of credit for it because th there's not a lot of credit to be had for me. But I'm very, very much into this fight, into this movement. And I've been talking about it for years, and it is a turning point to me because you see so many other... Because that's been my problem is other white folks not getting passionate enough about this subject. And they're starting to. And not just here, but all around the world. I hate that George Floyd died, but if there's one thing he did, even his daughter said it. He's changed the world. It's true. It's fucking true. But Trump's also changed the world. Because he's got his fucking core base of followers, right-wingers, racists, he, clan members with Trump signs. Yes, oh yes. I think it was just yesterday a couple of clan members with Trump signs showed up at a peaceful rally. You got to come coming out of the woodworks because the president's giving them confidence, man. And not only that, but I would say some of this police force. When you see the police force treating peaceful protesters this way. That gives these fucking assholes confidence. Like the dude in the video from earlier in the week talking about, yeah, take away police force. Have a bunch of rednecks to take cash, man. We'll get out there and take care of shit. The fuck you will. And if you try, don't be bitching when you get fucked up. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the numbers aren't with you, you fucking assholes. And you can have those AKs, but what the fuck are you going to do if there's 10 of you with guns and a thousand people bum-rushing you? Even if you people mow down that first line, what's going to happen when you're out of bullets? You're fucked. So don't act like you can go out and do shit. And it better not come to that, because I'll lose my fucking mind. I'll get fucking ninja up. I'll go out there with my katana. I'll fucking 
throw a smoke bomb right in the middle of those AK-wielding assholes, and I'll go do some damage, ninja style. <laughs> See, I talk like that, I'm probably not smooth enough to pull that all off, but it sounds good in my head. And I don't mean to incite violence either, but fuck, man. This, again, this is something for me I believed in my whole life. But I get that for black people, you have to continue to do it peacefully because you can't give into that narrative that you are going to riot or anything like that. But I would also say, hey, like a lot of people have pointed out riots and shit. Hey, that's a lot of times how change happens. But I realize how some, well, a lot of people in the protesting would want to keep it peaceful. But people also got to understand the mindset I have. <laughs> and I'm sure others have as well, black and white alike, where it's just like enough is enough. Y'all really want to get violent over this shit? We got the fucking numbers. And they don't call me the mad chatter for, for nothing. I will lose my shit. <laughs> NASCAR banned the Confederate flag like I mentioned earlier, which is great. But now you got a bunch of, I won't watch NASCAR. How are you going to take away? The, and I love the dude who's like, it's just a flag. How are you going to just ban it? It's just a flag. Sure, just a flag. <laughs> Someone put, yeah, till you kneel. <laughs> right? I got to start, again, crediting these fucking people. I never do that. I should start. But this is a good point. Just a flag. It's a piece of shitty history. I, I don't understand why people want to hold on to that. Unless it's because they're racist. <laughs> That's the only explanation. You can't even sit here. And all these fucking assholes, literally on Twitter. You know the Republicans freed the slaves, right? Yeah, you must not know shit about history. Back in those days, the Republican Party was essentially the Democratic Party and the Democrat. Yeah. So all you fucking idiot, you're either using that, hoping people don't know that, or you're just stupid. Okay? And that's a shit argument. But there's a lot of those. You had one drive NASCAR driver already drop out. I'm not racing for NASCAR anymore. Take away the flag. You take away a piece of shit Confederate flag. <laughs> you fucking assholes. You got KKK protest. Because the KKK scared now because there's a there's a, some momentum to get them labeled as a terrorist group. And they don't like that shit. <laughs> Excuse me. I think it's great. I would love to see what happens. Because it'd be interesting if they were in fact labeled a terrorist group. What happens if they start protesting that? By all means, they should be arrested, right? Because they're a terrorist. They're part of a terrorist organization and they're letting it known. <laughs> That's all interesting. I'm going to follow that closely. Because I would love that. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's something about a, if you're a black person confronting someone like that. A white person with that much hate and prejudice. For me, as another white person, they make me sick. Because I feel like it gives white people a bad name. Because it does. Because white people should have a bad name. 
from years of oppression inflicted on minorities. So we, we should have a bad name. But we should be working to try and better that name. And that's why, you know, those kind of people disgust me. And I get a certain joy out of confronting them because I feel like they have no leg to stand on. They have shitty arguments. It's just their belief that they're better. <laughs> Even though, like, could you imagine if this country was just white? If it was just a bunch of racist white people? Like, do you know how much shit you'd be missing? <laughs> like, that's part of the great aspect of this country is the mix. I mean, you, you take away Mexican food, take away Chinese food, take away... <coughs> excuse me. Take away rap music. I mean, think of all the good shit that would disappear in this country. But people don't think about that. These racists just think whites are better than everybody and it just makes me sick, man. But there was one positive thing that I saw in Vegas. There was some protesting and there was some uh, Black Lives Matter protesters and then some All Lives Matter counter-protesters and it became peaceful and they got to a point where it was like, let's discuss this. I'm coming peacefully. Can I give you a hug? And you give each, they hug, they start talking and things ended well. If we could only do more of that, we just need the people who don't understand this movement or don't agree with this movement to listen. And the problem is a good majority of them don't want to listen, don't care to listen, and they're staunch in their beliefs. But there are some out there we can still change. And we got to get to voting, people. Seriously. We got to get to voting. Because you see what's happening, what happened in Atlanta with the long lines and then the polls closing. It's the next Republican tactic. This is why the Democrats really got to push for this mail in vote. We have to get mail in voting. Now, granted, if Trump loses, he'll probably try and use that as a reason to, you know, stay in office, say we cheated. That's a whole mail in thing because he's afraid of that. He knows. It's hard for Republicans to deal with that mail-in shit because that's, at least from the way I understand it, Democrats have a harder time getting out there. So if you leave it to the mail-in, a lot of them are going to vote. I'll be voting regardless, but we got to get Trump out the office because he's gonna he'll do anything to win. He doesn't want to leave office because he knows he's got some major shit coming his way when he gets out of office. And he's a fucking ego monster, so he doesn't want to be like the one president as of recent who was one and done, you know. Past several presidents have gotten two terms. <laughs> he doesn't want to be that one. Yeah, Trump got impeached, and he only lasted one term. <laughs> and he's a piece of shit. It's just crazy. It's crazy. But again, I have hope because this feels different than it ever has before. Number one. Number two, because of that, the numbers, I mean, and that's kind of why it shows you it's different is the numbers of people 
who are coming out for this movement. And I would also say, you racist fuckers, let me, let me paint this picture for you. You're fucking losers. Literally. Your kind, and yeah, I'm going to say it that way, your kind, you racist bag of cock meat that don't deserve on this to be on this fucking planet. You fuckers, you've lost. You're losers. Your kind has risen up two times and both times swept aside. World War II, the Nazis, Civil War, the Confederates. You fuckers lost. Lost, lost, lost. Both times, you ain't winning this time either. So fuck off. I really do. It does kind of get my blood boiling. Like I really, like I know we need to do this peacefully. We need to force change. We need to open people's eyes, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes that just, that madness in me wants to come out and I just want to start lopping off arms with my fuck. Because if I take my sword and start taking off, you know, their limbs, they can't hold guns, right? They can't hold guns. They can't make white power signs. If I start chopping their arms and shit off, you know? <laughs> I know. Sometimes I have some really morbid daydreams. Can't help it. Don't know what to tell you. We're all mad here. Just admit it. But that's what I got for you. That's what I got for you. We're going to take a quick break, come back, close up shop, and get out of here. All right? Cool. Game over, man. That is one of my favorite movies. Aliens. I have not watched that in a long time. I should do that. I should do that. I should do that tonight. This afternoon. Just get really fucking ripped. Hit the bong several hundred times, you know. And go fucking watch Aliens. Such a good movie brings me back to my childhood your childhood aliens yeah my dad kind of my dad was different all right my dad was kind of uh like you know kids are growing up quicker and quicker nowadays i'd rather them see the shit here so we can explain it to them and, and, and you know deal with it that way because they're gonna fucking come across it at some point anyway with their friends school whatever so my dad was was pretty big into that ideal and therefore, he had no problem really showing me, you know, rated R movies a little bit younger. I can't remember the exact age, but I know I watched my first uh, crazy stuff before the age of 10. <laughs> um, and I remember I was probably around 10 when uh, my dad uh, woke me up in the middle of the night. Everybody else was sleeping and he said, come on, let's go watch the midnight showing of Tombstone. And I was like, fuck, yeah. He did that a couple times. Took me to see Jurassic Park, Tombstone. Hmm, there was one more. One more that we went to see late at night. Um, but yeah, my dad just, he, he didn't really care because he, he, his opinion was, you're going to see this shit anyway. At least if you're watching it with me, I can make sure you understand it's just a movie and I, you know, can explain things to you if you have questions where who knows what the fuck you'll start thinking if you're around your friends watching this stuff. It's a good point. 
And I tried to incorporate that with my oldest son. And I'm going to try and do that with my other kids as well. Maybe not as extreme, as quite as extreme as my dad. But I do think it makes sense, you know. Um, because as kids, we're, we're going to get out there. And if parents tell us no, we're more likely to want to do it even more. So my dad's philosophy of just, we'll say, yes, you just got to do it here. So we, you know, can explain things. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it fucked me up. Maybe it didn't. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I, uh, love me some aliens. I remember seeing Die Hard, Beverly Hills Cop, watched all that stuff at a pretty young age, but, uh, yeah, that's part of maybe why I matured so quickly, matured, <laughs> that's a load of shit, sorry, sorry, complete lie, and I know, I know last episode, I kind of mentioned I'd be talking about the Bruce Lee documentary, this episode, Be Water, is what it's called, and I haven't finished it, uh, basically, because the last couple of days have been exhausting, <laughs> But I do plan on finishing it this weekend. And so we will talk about that next week. And if you have time, please go watch it. Because I have started watching it probably a little over halfway through. And there's a lot of good stuff in there. Awesome story. Very powerful. And some shit that really pertains to our current situation as far as racism and things. So it's, it's really, you know, again, appropriate for the time. Good, powerful story. And I fucking love me some Bruce Lee. So... Check the shit out. Um, other than that, we're going to go ahead and close up shop. I hope you all have a great weekend. Thank you again for joining me. This has been Miscellaneous Debris. I am the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. Do not forget to follow me on the Twitter at RMK Madness. And please be careful out there. Watch out for the monkeys and then the murder hornets, the COVID, the KKK. Watch out for all that shit, okay? Keep fighting the good fight. Hang in there. Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay vigilant. Much love to you all. The Mad Chatter is signing out. Peace.